the Rugby World Cup on Off The Ball. We're keeping our limited time offer open while Ireland remain involved at the World Cup. Once we're out, or once we win it, the offer will end. Just go to offtheball.com forward slash join for all the details. Off The Ball. Rugby Daily on Off The Ball. With Deliveroo. Get top local restaurants delivered throughout the Rugby World Cup. Deliveroo. It's all on your doorstep. Welcome to Thursday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormack and the All Blacks have named their team for Saturday with a key player missing out. Reports suggest Eddie Jones is heading for the Wallabies exit door after all. And Dan Bigger is back for Wales quarter final with the Pumas with Warren Gatlin saving a word for the lopsided draw moaners. Rugby Daily is brought to you in partnership with Deliveroo. Get top local restaurants delivered throughout the Rugby World Cup. Deliveroo, it's on your doorstep. First today, the All Blacks team to play Ireland in Saturday's World Cup quarterfinal has been named. The headline news is that winger Mark Talea misses out not through injury as first reported in New Zealand, but rather due to a breach of team protocols. It's reported that he missed the team's curfew. He's replaced on the wing by Leicester Fainga Anuku, who scored four tries during the pool stage, including a hat-trick against Namibia. There is positive news for Ian Foster and co, with Terrell Lomax past fit to start, despite concerns over a knee injury. Cam Roygaard is another to miss out though, with Finlay Christie providing cover for Aaron Smith on the bench. Ethan De Groot, Brody Ritalik and Ardy Sevea are also recalled, having been rested for the Uruguay win. So that All Blacks team in full has Bowden Barris at full back, the wings manned then by Will Jordan and Leicester Fainga Anuku. Ryuko Ione and Jordi Barrett continue their centre partnership. Richie Mwanga and Aaron Smith are the halfback. In the front row then, it's Ethan DeGroote, Cody Taylor and Terrell Lomax. Brody Retallick will earn his 107th cap alongside Scott Barrett in the second row. Shannon Frizzell starts at blindside flanker. Captain Sam Kane is on the open and Artie Savea is at number 8. The All Blacks bench has Dane Coles, Tamaishi Williams, Fletcher Newell, Sam Whitelock, Dalton Papali'i, Finley Christie, Damien McKenzie and Anton Leonard-Brown. Ireland scrum half Conor Murray says things have changed between Ireland and the All Blacks since he first started playing. Traditionally, I suppose, the All Blacks, you know, they really focus on themselves um, and, and, and what they can do and um, the standards they hold themselves to. But if, I suppose if you were to think about it, uh, what we'd like is, and we, I assume there's a bit of respect there now, you know, over, over the last number of years, we've, we've had great tosses with them. You know, when I started off in my international career playing against New Zealand was was really daunting as, and it still is um, but you know did we really expect to beat them um, this questionable whereas now there's definitely a bit more belief with, with the understanding of, of how good they are and how hard it is going to be to beat them but um, you know there's definitely, there's definitely a respect there on both sides Dan Bigger is back in the Wales starting 15 for their World Cup quarterfinal with Argentina. The out half suffered a chest muscle injury in the win over Australia and was planned to sit out last week's victory over Georgia. Gareth Anscombe's groin injury meant Bigger was drafted onto the Welsh bench for that 43-19 win in Nantes, but he remained an unused sub during the game. Bigger now takes the place of Sam Costello, who drops to the bench. In the other changes to the backs, Josh Adams and Gareth Davies come in for Rio Dyer and Thomas Williams on the wing and scrum half, respectively. Scarlet's hooker Ryan Elias comes in for Dowie Lake with Adam Beard replacing Daffa Jenkins in the second row. Aaron Wainwright switches to number eight with Tulipe Falatau missing out through injury. Jack Morgan switches from the open to the blind side and Warren Gatlin was asked how they landed upon their back row composition for this week. It was a, a really healthy uh, debate with the coaches in terms of which way we went. Did we go uh, with a traditional six and... Uh, 
potentially uh, someone who was a bit bigger and with a bit more size. But we felt that, um, you know, the way that Tommy had, had played, um, the, the turnovers, the, the breakdown, and it's going to be really competitive on, on the weekend. Um, it was just a matter of making that decision, get our best players on the field. Uh, spoke to spoke to Jack. Um, you know, he was very comfortable moving to six. I did say to him, I think it's tough on you. Um, I think you've been the best seven in this tournament so far. So we kind of feel that we've got a couple of world-class sevens at our disposal. Um, you know, long-term, I've also spoken, it's not something that we want to, to replicate on too many occasions. And... Like I said, if we get through this weekend, it might be a different decision made for, for you know, potentially the semi-final. But you know, this it's a game, horses for courses, and what we're expecting from Argentina this week, uh, we've gone with that, the makeup of that back row, um, and we think they'll do a great job for us. Gatlin was also asked to assess the Pumas' threat. Yeah, they've had some pretty tight contests. You know, they. they uh, the Fiji game, the Samoa, there was not, not really a lot in that game. I thought Samoa played pretty well. Argentina would be disappointed with the way they played against England, you know, with England uh, getting that uh, red card early on. And probably they probably, when they reflected back on that, probably played too much rugby and tried to just thought that the red card would take care of itself and, and potentially force a game. So they've been, since then, they've been much more pragmatic. Um, you know, they're physical. They've got a good line out. The, the, the malls drive. They drive well. Uh, they'll carry hard, and they've got some dangerous, exciting backs. So it's, it's going to be. I, I think, in some strange way, they bring that sort of um, South American mentality. They're very passionate, um, and that's why they've won big games against the, the top teams in the past in the Southern Hemisphere. Is because um, you know they don't give up. They, they stay in the fight. They're a really tough team to break down and, and beat, and and so we've got a huge amount of respect for them as a team. We know it's going to be you know a big challenge for us um, on, on the weekend, but um, but you've got to be excited about it. We're looking, really looking forward to it. The Wales head coach also had a word for those who've complained about the perceived lopsided nature of this World Cup draw. Well, I'd just say to the other teams, they should have done better in the last World Cup, shouldn't they? That's where the draw came from. It's not. It's not our fault that it's happened. If, uh, if teams had got better, had better performances and results from the last World Cup, they'd probably be in different draws. And you know, you didn't hear us complaining in 2015 when we got Fiji, Australia, and England and ourselves in the same pool. We never, we never complained about that. Just you, you, you dealt a hand, and you just got to deal with it. So, um, you know, I understand there's been a lot of complaining, and I, and I agree with the sentiment that. You know, the potentially the draw may have been done too early. It's been done too early in the past. Uh, it was probably done uh, before 2019. It was done too early as well. So, you know, whether whether the people in control of that next time can can put the, the pools together a little bit later, um, that's up to them. But you know, we can't change what's what's been done. Um, all I can say, we were only in control of what we we're doing. We, we're happy with the progress we've made. Know, considering there's a lot of people speculating and a lot of people in this room said we wouldn't get out of our group so um, I said we can only only play and do what's in front of us um, and even though um, in saying that I, I thought I thought our group was was the most even group we had you know the way that Portugal when Georgia are not an easy team to knock over 
we were probably the only group who didn't have a real minnow in there that had 60 or 70 points put on them. So I think that's set us up nicely for for the quarterfinals and yeah, just it's kind of one step at a time. For Argentina, Juan Martín González moves from number eight to blindside for Saturday's game with the injured Pablo Matera missing out. It's one of only two changes to the starting 15 from the win over Japan. Michael Cech has also swapped scrum halves with Tomás Zupelli playing in place of Gonzalo Bertranu. So that Pumas team has Juan Cruz Malia at fullback. The wings are manned by Emiliano Buffelli and Mateo Carreras. Lucio Sinti and Santiago Chocobares are in midfield. Santiago Carreras and Tomás Zupelli are their halfbacks. In the front row then, it's Thomas Gallo, Julian Montoya, who's captains the side, along with Francisco Gomez Cadella at tight head. Guido Petty Pagaditabal starts in the second row alongside Thomas Lavanini. Juan Martin Gonzalez, as I mentioned, is on the blind side. Marcus Kremer is on the open. And Facundo Isa will start at number eight this weekend. And they haven't gone away, you know. Those reports linking Eddie Jones with a return to Japan. According to that country's daily sports paper, Sponichi, preparations were underway to see Jones return to a job he left after the 2015 World Cup. The Brave Blossoms need a replacement for Jamie Joseph, who's leaving after their Pool D campaign in France. You may recall that the Sydney Morning Herald reported that Jones held an interview with Japanese Rugby Union in the weeks prior to the World Cup regarding that vacancy. Jones has consistently batted away questions about that alleged Zoom call and reaffirmed his commitment to the Wallabies job after their World Cup exit. Rugby Australia Chief Phil Waugh is also on the record on taking Jones' word regarding that commitment. However, Sunichi say that this spring, Masato Chushida, president of Japan RFU, who has a honeymoon relationship, they say, with Jones since his days at Suntory, contacted him. Contract negotiations have been held privately behind the scenes and preparations are underway for his first return since the 2015 World Cup, at which he led Japan to a historic three wins. That's it for today's Rugby Daily. Don't forget to subscribe to the OTB Rugby feed for all of these latest podcasts first and indeed free. My name is Richie McCormack. I'll have more Rugby Daily for you with thanks to Deliveroo tomorrow. Till then, thanks for listening.